today has been a difficult day. My dad has just died. Um, he, he was a good man, good father. Uh, he had many varied interests, including art, photography and history, all of which he passed on to me. In particular, it was history, which has ultimately resulted in this podcast. Um, I hope my listeners will indulge with me today, as this episode is not about the Cold War. It's a recording I made of a chat I had with my dad way before I had any thought of Cold War conversations. Or maybe this chat was the genesis, who knows. Um, but it would be it would be really nice if it was, and a um, a fitting tribute. But anyway, here's me and my dad chatting about his experiences during World War Two. We welcome Graham Sanders to our Cold War conversation. How old were you when you were called up? Oh. About uh, 18, 18 and a half, I think. How, how were you informed? Um, well, it's just through the post. And, and what did the letter say? Well, I can't remember the exact words, but it uh, told you that you know, we were being called up and where you had to report to. Right. And on what day and time, yeah. I presume? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what was your job? that you were in when you were called up. Were you working then? Yes, I've been working for about uh, nine, nine months with Johnson Matic. Okay. And your job there was? Well, it's a clerical job, really. So it's an office, office, office job? Office, yeah. And so where were you sent? Where, where did the letter say you had to uh, report to? Oh, I can't remember the place now. It, it, was, a, it was a barracks. Yeah obviously for primary training, which I think was for about six weeks. And then you were interviewed um, as to what you wanted to do. Right. And don't forget, I was a slightly mad 18-year-old then. <laughs> yeah. And I said I'd want to go into an armoured division. Right. And it ended up in, a, in virtually an anti-tank division with 25 pounds of guns. So almost the complete opposite of, yeah, uh, yeah. of what you were. I guess you were lucky you didn't end up in submarines or something like that. Yeah. Yes. That I think I'd have to object to. I don't. I can't imagine myself uh, taking to being closeted yeah. in a submarine. And what was your basic training like? Uh, well, it's all right. You know, it's mainly marching and drills. And, uh, Nothing specifically sorted out for you, not at that stage. Yeah, yeah. And was this the first time that you'd been away from home for any length of time or not? Uh, no, because I'd been evacuated at the beginning of the war. Right. Which is was fortunate, actually. Yeah. But um, um, the school reopened, or part of it reopened in London, and they came back, and then the Blitz started. Yeah. And so what, then you got evacuated out again or, no, or you stayed, no, you stayed no, there during the Blitz? Stayed there during the Blitz. Yeah. And what can you remember of the, of the Blitz? Well, I mean, we were fortunate because we were on, on the edge of North London mm. and we certainly didn't witness the worst. 
But of course, it went on night after night. You got the alerts for it. And uh, sometimes they were dropping bombs or landmines. Mm -hmm. There's a landmine uh, near the high road. And fire bombs were dropped along Fortis Green Road at one stage. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, you know, nothing like the... It was suffering in in the centre of London. And tell me about your cycle ride where... uh... Oh, that. Yeah, well, I was cycling home from school, and there's this bridge at uh, Finchley. East Finchley Station. East Finchley Station. And suddenly, out of the clouds came this German plane flying very low. You could see the swastika and everything on it. Yeah. Um, Oh, God. (laughs) Anyway, you only saw it for a second, really. Yeah. It was following the line. Uh, and I didn't fall off my bike, but it yeah. was something to talk about when I got back to school. Wow, yeah, yeah. And I, I understand you used to collect stuff on your way into school after Oh, shrapnel, a, yeah. that was. Who could get the biggest shrapnel? Yeah. They were all doing it. And how... how shrapnel from the anti-aircraft. Well, I think I read somewhere almost more people were killed by the falling shrapnel yes, than... I can um, well believe it. ...than actual enemy action. So... Sorry, back back to your military training. So what role did the army decide they wanted you to perform? Well, they did almost uh, straight away. They wanted me to be involved with uh, wireless communications. Okay, and what, what training did they give you around that? Well, I went up to Wakefield. Uh, officially, it's supposed to be for six weeks. Uh, but news was coming in that the Americans wanted some things to be improved because their security was failing. Uh, so there was an additional two weeks of training. So it was uh, two months really at the end. And that was Morse and encoding yeah. and decoding yeah. and yeah. And and how were messages coded? How well, it was this uh, Slidex system, which was something terribly basic. You had na- names in, in bracket in panels on it, and you had a sliding thing at the top and the yeah. one going on the side. It was very basic. And we, well, we, we used it each day. Not used it practically, but yeah. we had to set it up each day. Right, so you were giving a different setting each yeah. day yeah. to to yeah. use and that never came obviously over the over the wireless yeah you had to so you were broadcasting in the clear but using coded terminology from the slidex yeah but rarely you actually yeah. use it in practice uh one of the main problems was uh, other nets coming in like the tanks right very often dominated where we were yeah, and uh, you had a problem because you had to re re-net. and so you ended up with the uh, the Middlesex Regiment. Yeah, and what sort of unit was that? Well, it's a Vickers machine gun unit, uh, but one section of it was four point two inch mortars. Right. Okay, so it was infantry support. Yeah, close infantry, infantry support. Yeah, and. Um, what was your role within that unit? Who who were you transmitting and receiving messages for? 
Oh, back to company. Right. Company, then back to battalion, if necessary. And you were... I was part of a net. There were... All the the companies were represented on that net. Mm -hmm. And you had to make sure you were getting the strongest signal you could, which you uh, explained by saying it's all strength one or strength five. Right. Strength five was the desirable uh, reception. I bet you didn't get that often. No, 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 no. How how were the radios powered? What? Oh, we had the battery power. Uh, and the problem was when you were in, actually in the front line, you couldn't start working the the generator for the battery. Yeah. You had to send the batteries back and get a replacement right. from company headquarters straight away. Because the Germans could hear the generators yeah. and then would Yeah, and you wouldn't be very in. popular either. No. <laughs> oh, dear. You finished your training in 1943, 44? Um, well, yes. Uh, oh, uh, yes, it was about that period, I think. Yeah. We were moving all over uh, the southern England, various yeah. places. And did you have any idea where you were going to be deployed or what, no. what you were going to be no. used for? No, but uh, on one occasion, our commanding officer, he said, well, we're going abroad. And we thought, it was probably to the Middle East. He said, we're going to the Isle of Wight. <laughs> it's, uh, it was a joker. Tra- yeah, a joker. Yeah. <laughs> so when did you know that you were going to be sent to France and Normandy? Um, well, we didn't know that until the last moment. We were uh, a few days before we actually went. We were in this camp, and the guards put round it. You weren't allowed to move out of it, obviously. Right. Uh, that's when they issued you with that French money. Uh, but you still didn't know where you were going. No, apart from they took French money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, quite. It's going to be France, obviously. Yeah. Okay, and, and how did you... Uh, get to Normandy. Oh, we we um, went from uh, got on the ship in London. Oh, what's the harbour now? Tilbury. Yeah, Tilbury. Tilbury. And uh, went down through the English Channel, yeah. of course. And the guns at uh, the Calais bit opened up on us, and that was actually on D Day. Right. Okay. <laughs> so I was always able to say I actually came under fire and yeah. although I didn't land. And how close did they I mean did were they Well they were no, they were a bit off mark really. Yeah. But you did see the sun yeah. going up and there was this uh, destroyer near us which is signalling in Morse, um, make smoke and uh, That's when your training came in use. That's when my training start. came in <laughs> and it immediately she did so. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, um, and I think you you told me that when you were getting near to landing, there was a warship firing as well. Oh yes, that was um, the war spy, big, right? Big battleship. Yeah. And it was firing. Um, where well, could be shells could be landing twenty miles inland. So you land in France on I think you told me the eighth of June. 8th of June at half past four. 
in the evening or morning? No, in the evening. In the evening, okay. And how do you do you get ashore? Does your you into a landing craft? So you're L- 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 landing craft infantry, an L- LCI, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And and so how do you get into that? How how do you get into the landing craft? Uh, I can't remember actually, but the whole front came down. But I think you you told me that you had to go down scrambling. Nets, oh yeah, when, it, when leaving the uh, troop ship that yeah. we were on, we had to go down the the, the nets. Uh, I can't imagine to this day how I did it. So you must have been quite fit. <laughs> to, yeah, uh, yeah. we've all, all we kept on on as well. Yeah. Do you think, I mean, with all the basic training and stuff like that, did you feel that you'd got really fit and yeah. you know, that you were ready? I wanted to be honest, I wasn't at all worried. I was fascinated. And see all those ships was something I shall never forget. I thought, gosh, we were, I think I, I felt we must win with this lot. <laughs> and what, what were your first impressions when you came ashore? I mean, what did you see well, when you came ashore? Well, I was surprised when we came ashore. There was no resistance. There was a danger from mines, but they they sorted out more or less where they were. So mm-hmm. um, they'd cleared the beaches for many bodies or anything yeah. at that time. Um, and then uh, we went straight away inland. Mm-hmm. But we hadn't been walk, marching for long. Then all these German prisoners of war were coming, and they were singing this German song. Yeah. And it was so cocky. Yeah, wow. And part of um, meeting up with them, we thought, I thought, God, they're, if they're typical, the units we're going to meet, we're going to have a tough time. Yeah. And I was right. Yeah. Well, they were, yeah, because some of their best units were yeah. de- deployed in that in that area. So you you land, and uh, so the, the unit you're with uses Bren gun carriers, the heavy machine gun, the Vickers heavy machine guns mounted on Bren yeah. gun carriers. But we weren't. At that time, we landed before the carriers landed. They didn't land for about three days afterwards. Um, so we sort of kept as a one unit. And it, we were getting tales that things were, were not going correctly. And they might be used as infantry, which seemed a bit pointless because they hadn't really been trained yeah. as infantry. Yeah. Um, Anyway, it it it, it, it all, all, all okay. We we met up with the carriers three three days later, but we didn't actually go into the front line until the thirteenth. That was a significant day, the thirteenth of June. So tell me about the thirteenth of thirteenth of June. Well, um, we went past the Pegasus Bridge. Uh, and we got a fair distance beyond that when I got the message through on the wireless from the company commander to come where he was, to come, which meant going back. So Dowie, we called him Dowie. That was his so name. He, he was your platoon commander? He was our platoon yeah. commander. And uh, he, he said, do you recognise the voice? I said, yes. He said and it could be the Germans. He should, in my opinion, have grabbed the microphone there and then, but he left it, the conversation. He always seemed to be awkward in talking on the wireless. So often right. he turned around to me and said, what should I say? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So we turned around mm. and uh, when we got to where the, uh, I mean, we, were, we couldn't understand it because we, it was moving us back from our advance. But when we got there, he hadn't realized where we were and he was making all sorts of excuses. Yeah. And he blamed me. So Derry wasn't having any no. of that. Uh, he got the signal sergeant who I was been talking to, and the sergeant backed me up. Oh, that's good. He said he's just trying to wash his hands of making a mistake. So then we started going back again, of course. Um, and then we got. So, what time of day was this? Did you cross Pegasus Bridge? Was it morning or? Yes, very early. Right. Barely light. Right. When we, when we started okay. out. So we got to the outskirts of this. St. Honorine was the place we were attacking. And uh, Doe said, well, wait here with the carrier. Uh, I'll go and find where they want the guns positioned. So he disappears off. The next thing we know is, uh, well, there were two of us, you see. There was a driver mm -hmm. and uh, myself, obviously. Yeah. Um, and there, there, there were our men running back. Mm -hmm. And one of them shouted out, get out, get out. There are tanks coming behind us. Yeah. So um, our driver, he started up or tried to start up the carrier and it yeah. wouldn't start. And we'd <laughs> had trouble with this before. Just what you wanted at that moment. So uh, he, he sort of looked at me and said, what shall I do? What shall we do? I said, we get out fast because yeah. we're either going to be taken prisoner or we're going to get killed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I picked up the slide X. I couldn't bring the ratio with right. me. Um, and I said, we must get to the guns. Yeah. It's the only thing we can do. So we got up um, out of the carrier. And it was, they, the guns were quite a distance away, actually. And there was this brick wall where part of it was broken. And as we got near it, I realized there was a spandel firing. Yeah. Right. German machine German gun. German machine yeah. gun firing. So I, I said to John, you wait for a minute. Mm. And it stopped for a little minute. So I said, you go. Yeah. He went. Uh, and I did the same. Uh, I don't know how far away it was. I don't yeah. think it was right near the wall, obviously. Yeah. Some distance away. Yeah. But maybe they were changing the belt. Well, and that yeah, was when changing you were... the belt. That's all right. Or it had broken down or yeah. something. Uh, anyway, we were lucky. Um, and eventually we, we got to the guns. Um, and uh, Dowie was there. He should have come back. Yeah. But he, he didn't. So he just left you and the driver? Well, yeah. I don't know, what he, right I don't, I don't know what he was yeah. thinking of. Yeah, so you and the driver well, were well, right he up front. Would be with the guns. And you were what? few thousand yards well, i don't know or, the distance but, it was oh it took us at least uh a quarter of an hour 20 minutes i suppose to reach the guns yeah um and then uh the guns were mounted on the carriers still mm. and uh oh uh, day was looking for his binoculars and something he said get ready to fire and uh, there were these Germans long distance away. Yeah. And they opened fire 
and um, there was also some uh, six airborne yeah. troops near us as well, uh, and we were firing for quite quite a while. Mm. And I can remember Doe say, "We'll wait till the armour piercing comes over." I thought, <laughs> "God." <laughs> I mean, it's the way we're talking about the brain gun. Yeah, 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 which wouldn't stop a bullet or barely stop a bullet. Yeah, barely stop a bullet. Anyway, we didn't stop very long after that. We got out quick. Yeah, wow. And what what was your impression of the the 6th Airborne troops? Oh, they were tough. They were were brilliant. They were brilliant. Yeah, they were the streets above us. Well, they were professionals like a lot of the German yeah. army, the professionals. Yeah. But in our unit, there were quite a few who had been in North Africa. Darius had himself, yeah. of course. And how did the, you know, the the troops that served in North Africa treat you as, you know, particularly as you were oh, a, well, a, you well, know, inexperienced? No, no bad yeah. feeling at all. Yeah, they were they were wonderful. Yeah, because I was the youngest in the platoon. Yeah. And Dave was the second year. Right. <laughs> and he was a platoon commander. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you, you told me about with Doey, there were a couple of other close scrapes with, with him. One where you were driving down a road or something. Oh, yes. Um, well, we were driving down this road and uh, we suddenly noticed this bloke in the uh, sort of ditch by the side of us. Yeah. It was a six airborne bloke and he got an anti tank gun. Uh, one of these the pier 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 yeah yeah thing. and he pressed us down like that hair you know yeah. and stopped and he said there's a tank up up the road wow and you just would have run yeah. it into that there there was another story that you told me about running some cable out oh well this this was a different yes this was a different story altogether um Joey went on one occasion with uh, the infantry who had been on a, a what do they call it, a recce behind enemy lines. And when he come came back, he said, I think I could uh, go there and put direct the guns, in, actually, because there's a gap in the, in the line there. There's right. nobody there. To almost so, get a forward observation post that was almost inside the yeah, lines. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was behind the lines, yeah. officially, anyway. And, uh, of course, I had to run the cable out, first of all. Uh, so one of the gunners helped me. He didn't need two people. And I think we tried to muffle it by um, sandbag, empty sandbags somewhere right. to try and silence it yeah. so nobody would hear it. Anyway, we got out there and it was uh, night time. We were yeah. doing this at night. Uh, wired it up to hit the phone mm. and then we had to run it back. Well, when we went out, it was a straight line. We went in there straight. He was quite right. There was yeah. nobody, no sign of any Germans there. So we started coming back, reeling the cable out. And the first thing that happened was the very lights went up. Right. <laughs> so there were flares going up in the air to yeah, try and yeah. Germans. Well, I don't know. Whoever. It might have, could have yeah. been our fair. I don't know. 
so I got this bloke, he was a bit dim actually. Got <laughs> got got to get down. But when they sort of died out a bit, we went on. And I don't know, there's something told me there was something not right here. Mm. And I could hear voices. And it was Germans. <laughs> I think they're setting up a mortar position. Right. Oh, God. And you almost walked into them. Almost walked yeah. into them. So I got this boat. I said, look, we've got to get off to the right. And very quietly, too. So um, we went off to the right. And fortunately, I could remember the password the British password yeah. for that night. Right. And they challenged us, obviously. Yeah. We got through okay. And this bloke looked at him and he said, where the hell are you come from? I said, well, I, I tried to explain what was yeah. happening. He said, well, it's supposed to be mined now. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe this. Wow. It was like something yeah. out of a film. Yeah. Uh, anyway, when we got back, um, the first thing I did was to warn Dowie, and he decided that his idea was a bit stupid. Yeah, too dicey. And he himself, because he, he wasn't wheeling a watch, yeah. he, he came back. Yeah. So it never worked anyway. Yeah. But he does sound quite gung-ho and... Uh, yeah, absolutely. Wanting absolutely. to... Absolutely. Do well, and also... You know, I don't know, not necessarily worrying about what happened to the other people that were around no, him. No, he wasn't I good know. in that respect. Um, I mean, he could have got uh, almost court-martialed for going on that patrol. So, um, Dowie gets wounded, doesn't he, at, at some point in Normandy? Oh, yes. That was um, that was after we, we were in St. Honoring for, a, I think it was at least two weeks. And it was really out. Stuck out, yeah. And you were overlooking Columbells yeah, and the yeah, the towers yeah, at Columbells, yeah. yeah. We were behind that wall, which, yeah. It was definitely that was the place. I'm yeah. convinced. Yeah, I wasn't too sure at the time, but I'm sure it was. And um, he got wounded. It was quite a while afterwards, because mm. we we're in uh, several. Uh, positions, but we weren't advancing at all. And when you're thinking back on it now, we weren't very far from the beaches in the first yeah, place. Yeah. So, uh, so Middlesex Regiment was attached to 51st Highland Division. Yeah. And I think there was a lot of disappointment around their performance. Yeah. So, had they been sort of withdrawn? Well, the fact they lost St. Yeah. But they went in St. Honorine where uh, it was a Brigade, I think, whereas it, it should have been a division. Yeah. The Germans had a hell of a lot of stuff yeah. in there. Yeah, because the commander of 51st Island Division got yeah, kicked out. that's right. And the morale wasn't good. Uh, they were used, to, you see, especially the blokes who had been in Africa, it's a different sort of war. Yeah, it's very um, close in. and Yeah, yeah. But we went in, I think it was about 10 days later, and... We captured it, held it this time. Yeah. With more forces, of course. Yeah. And were, were you with them when they went into St. Valerie and liberated yeah. St. Valerie? Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, we were giving them cover in a fire, but um, I think that's the interesting thing is the only time I can remember them firing from the carriers yeah. was that first on the right. 13th. But usually we were firing from uh, dug-in positions. Yeah. So the machine guns were used like artillery. Yeah. So you, oh, you yes. weren't able to see, Very much so. see what you were Very firing. Very often at. you couldn't see the target. But when Dowie got wounded, um, we'd hardly open fire, actually. Right. And he seemed to have a watch name. And I can remember as soon as he got wounded, the sergeant there said, cease fire, cease fire. Right. To give, try and give the impression that they made direct yeah, hits on us, right? Yeah, and it worked. We yeah. didn't, we yeah. didn't get any more. But what was it? It was mortars. Mortars. It could have been a moaning mini. I don't yeah. know, sure. But quite a few were dropping very near. Yeah. So when at night, where you dug a slit trench, yeah, and you had to build a separate shelf for the yeah. radio yeah, as always. well. I remember you, yeah, always telling yeah. me. And what? happened with the carrier was that parked over the slit trench as extra cover sometimes or? but um or often you just had to have a slit trench with yeah. anything yeah. nothing covering you so after uh st honorine you're, you're moving ahead quite regularly then are you is it quite mobile the we weren't making much progress at right. all we're just moving positions it was a long while before we really did anything uh, like moving forward. Yeah. And so then you you move into Belgium? Um, no. Um, the next target was Le Havre, um, which uh, it didn't fall all that, all that easily either. No. And then from there we went to St. Valery, where, where the Highland Division had been defeated. Yeah, in 1940. And most of them have been captured. Some escaped, but very few. But this time there was no resistance there. Yeah. And then from St. Valery was into Belgium or Holland? No, Holland. Holland. Uh, we went through Belgium, I think, yeah. by then. Uh, a lot of fighting in Holland. Um, always seemed to be crossing rivers and canals and, canals and things. <laughs> Yeah. And so you you end up in Eindhoven, I think? Yeah, right? Eindhoven and Nijmegen. Was this before you were, because you were hospitalised for a, a while, weren't you? Yeah, this was before. Before I was, then, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, I had, um, I went to the doctor and he put sticking plaster on it, RMO. Yeah. yeah. And this was a Veruca you had, wasn't it? Not one Veruca. I had a foot full yeah. of Veruca. So right. I think it was the heat. From the carrier. From the carrier. Yeah. I think it caused it. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so I waited until we came out the line. And then I went to nearest hospital. Mm. Did this all, all completely on my own. I had any faith in this doctor at yeah. all. It was a Canadian hospital, right. actually. And they said, who's been treating you? So I told him, well, he yeah. said, he's mad. He said, this, this is going to require almost a major operation. Right. Which I had. Um, and uh, I felt guilty because most of the patients in there were 
been Fine. wounded. Yeah, and there's you with the Veruca. <laughs> bloody Veruca, <laughs> which had been operated on. Uh, and uh, they they said, well, you need to go for convalescence. I said, no, I said, I want to get back to my unit. Because yeah. I had visions that if I didn't, uh, chances won't go go back. Yeah, you'd end up with another uh, unit or... No, yeah. no. Okay, so you managed to get back to your... I managed to get back, uh, I think Dowie was back then, actually. Right. Because I think he made a point of trying to get hold of me. Um, and was this round about the time of the Ardennes? Um, was it before, probably before No, it was then? a bit... bit, bit, bit what, no, wait a minute. Um, yeah, it was a bit before. Right, okay. Back. And then in the... The Ardennes, you got. Yeah, um, well, we weren't. We were sort of on the outer edge for the for the Ardennes. Yeah. Um, it was very cold, snow everywhere, terrible. And the carrier is just an open top. Yeah. Vehicle, oh, so yeah. you've got no yeah. Yeah. shelter there. No. Did get we did get issues of rum. <laughs> <laughs> That, uh, some so what did you say? I mean, if you if it rained, you just got wet. Yeah, oh, yeah. And the same with slit trench. You know, yeah, but, uh, yeah. And that uniform just absorbed moisture. Yeah. I yeah. mean, impossible yeah. to dry out, I would have yeah. thought. Yeah, And I think you, you told me about um, in Liège you had... You... Oh, yeah, in Liège we, um, they, we had the guns mounted in a shop window, which was... They were Two or three roads coming down there. Right. God yeah. knows what would have happened if the Germans had they yeah. did, didn't get there or didn't. But there were stacks of these uh, V1s they were using. They were dropping away. Like, they were using them like artillery. Because um, I think you told me the story of one that... Oh, yeah. The, well, the first one <laughs> I ever saw... Came over us, and we, I was with somebody, somebody else. And I, what the hell's that? We were looking yeah. at the thing. It turned round as I said that and went back and dropped behind the German lines. <laughs> it's just incredible. And you hadn't any idea what these things were. You no. just thought it was an aircraft no. of some kind. No. Yeah. No. no. Wow. No. I mean, it's a strange yeah. thing to see, isn't it? Yeah. Suddenly. I think Liège, was Liège where you said you ended up sleeping in a shop doorway? Or? Oh, yeah, that was towards right towards the end of the war. Right. When we'd uh, crossed the Rhine and were well into Germany. Yeah. okay. We well, were lucky, actually, because we didn't get heavily involved. Um, when we had crossed the Rhine, soon afterwards, there was a lot of shelling going on around us. There was a house, I can remember, being on the left-hand side there. Yeah, I saw it got hit by two shells. Um, well, close, close by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so back to the crossing of the Rhine. What, what, what was your experiences there, or what did you see there? Well, at, um, before the, uh, the, they were sending up a sort of screen of smoke for some days before, so that the Germans couldn't really see what was going on. Um, and uh, on the night when the attack went in, we had, I think, three machine gun. Um, well, there was the Manchester Regiment, yeah. 
the Middlesex Rangers, there was another one, the Wall Vickers right. machine guns. Yeah. Artillery that you've never... It, it, it was, uh, almost yeah, wheel to wheel, were they? Wheel to wheel, <laughs> almost, yeah. It was a terrific barrage went yeah. on. I think it started about seven, went on to at least ten. Um, and then we got in these... Um, what do you call the them? Buffaloes, weren't buffaloes, they? Buffaloes, something the, like that. Yeah. Uh, and crossed. It seemed a long time crossing, but we weren't under fire. And was that during daylight or at dark? No, this is all at night. Night. At right. night. Okay. Um, but we weren't under direct fire. They did, they'd moved back from the... They yeah. seemed to have moved back from the watch. Yeah. Um, was, as I say, there was this shelling, and we got further in. Um, you know, we, we didn't really see... We didn't see the resistance that we yeah. expected at that yeah. stage. And then the airborne. Yeah, well, then the, the next day, about midday, I think it was, the mm. uh, uh, six airborne and, and the American airborne, I think, came yeah. again. Um, and they were being sh- shot down like flies. Yeah. They landed at war on the German guns positions. So that went badly wrong. Um, and so then the, the German resistance sort of gets lighter, does it? There's sort of less... Well, as far as we're concerned, uh, we would have a stoppage. By a stoppage, I mean that there'd be perhaps a few gunners stopping or trying to delay us yeah. more than anything else. Yeah. Um, we, we didn't have any serious fighting, not, not as we had. The worst period was that first six weeks yeah. in Normandy. That was that was really sticky. And so, at that during that Normandy period, did you think you might not get through that, or not did really? You, you you just thought it's not going to be me. It's going to be somebody it's incredible. else. It's yeah, incredible. Oh, yeah. Well, you've so, almost got to have that belief, I would have thought. Otherwise, you. Yeah. I mean, you're always frightened. Anyone who says they're not frightened are yeah. lying. And but I found it was a big advantage being a wireless operator because you had to think all the time. You had to concentrate. And that's you need something like that um take your mind away, yeah. you know, but, in a way. But on the other side, did you know what was going on more being a wireless operator as well? What was going on around or not? Partially. Yeah. Partially, but not to any great extent. And in in Germany, how 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 were you treated by the German population? Oh, they were very scared, very scared. And I think you you mentioned to to me that you that you you were doing house searches and things like that, which is where you came back yeah, with your souvenir. Yeah, yeah, through yeah. souvenirs. Do you, can you just describe the circumstances of that? Because I think you you, t- you told me that the the family said, "Oh yeah, no, we were never Nazi. We were never." Well, yeah, they're, they're, or, all all the families were saying they weren't Nazis. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, and when when did you hear about the end of the war? When or when I was on leave. You? Oh, okay. <laughs> my my dad came in and he said, "Well, you worry, the war's over." Wow. Well, the war in Europe, anyway. Well, that's what I said to him. I don't yeah. remember saying that. Did you think that you were going to be 
used in Japan? Or well, the rumor was it may, it may have been may have been just a rumor, but the rumor was we were going to go over to the states, and uh, from there uh, being on the track on Japan. But you see, we were then regarded as experienced units, and they they were yeah. used time and time again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some of these blokes have been in North Africa. Well, they weren't yeah. very happy about it. Yeah. I could understand. Yeah. So when you go, you go on leave, and then you come back to Germany, and the the yeah. Germans have surrendered. Yeah. I think you you told me about. Oh yeah. Um, well, at one stage we were going, um, where some of the German equipment was was, and it was being surrendered to us, which was really weird because. We were in a bring gun carrier with a Vickers machine gun. Yeah. And there were tanks and stuff galore, you know, all their yeah. armaments. But it all went, it, there was no problem. They had surrendered. That was it. And so did you have to, I think you told me you had to guard a prisoner of war camp at one point. Oh, yes. Well. Yeah. Well, they were all suspects for um, atrocities. So they're SS regiment yeah. people. And uh, I was on one of his turrets. Watchtower. Uh, yeah, there yeah. were two of us, and me, myself and someone else. And we had a thicker gun up there. Mm -hmm. And uh, the rule was that if any prisoner came across a line, open up. And there's this German came, put his toes on this line. Englander! This way is yeah. England uh, you want us for the for the Russians. <laughs> so I told him, sure. <laughs> he didn't didn't dare go over that line, yeah. but uh, yeah. I mean, what what was your feeling about the Germans? Because at that point, you would have heard about the concentration camps. Oh yeah, well that's appalling. Yeah, yeah. That was, I, I'm jolly glad that we weren't amongst any of those units who, who encountered that. Because yeah. would, you wouldn't have been able to get that out of your mind. No. But you probably saw some of the displaced persons and refugees. Yeah. Um, I can't really remember. I don't remember much of uh, Osnabrück. I think that's where we were. Um, we weren't there for all that long. And then for some reason, we seem to have landed up in Belgium, which seems odd. Um, and then we, we, were, um, we were given some leave because we were going to post us in the Middle East. And then you end up in, in the Middle East. Yeah, um, in Palestine. Yeah. Was that in, still in 1945 or was that? No, it's... Uh, I think it was just beginning of '46. Okay, I'm sure. Yeah, about the actual timing. We were there about eighteen months. So it was about eighteen months in England, eighteen months in Europe, and eighteen months in Belize. Yeah, and that was, you know, having survived. That was yeah. ideal. Having survived. Um, I mean, chances of getting killed in Palestine was pretty remote. But still dangerous. The, the danger was yeah. there. The danger yeah. was there. You had to be yeah. careful. And I mean, it, it seems strange, like a heavy machine gun unit in Palestine when it was a, you know, it was guerrilla 
Yeah, but we, we had them mounted around a typer. And if they tried to get in, we would open fire. I always felt very guilty about this, having heard these stories of these concentration camps. Sort of yeah. You know, I never felt right yeah. about yeah. it. And then, obviously, in 1945, there's the election as well. Yeah. And, you know, there's the surprise of... Well, were you surprised by the fact that Churchill was, was voted out or not? No, because I could sense the feeling yeah. amongst the blokes. And what was on offer then? Well, I voted Labour. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, I felt sorry for him, obviously. But um, he wasn't the right man at that stage. He was the right man during the whole of the war, definitely. Anything else you want to share with me? Not really. We've covered um, most, I think. Yeah.